Hey, good afternoon, everybody. Today we are going to be learning Ksubastav Ches. We left off on Dav Zayin Amad Beis. We are at Tanu Rabbanon at the two dots at the end of the page on Dav Zayin Amad Beis. Today's year is sponsored by Dr. David Lander in honor of his wife and children. It is also sponsored anonymously with Chusur Shlema for Esther Basara, Shishav Rufur Shlema, Besoch, Shar, Chole Yisrael. We thank both sponsors very much for the, uh, for the sponsorship. Today, we're going to, uh, I also want to just add, I'm going to add a third sponsorship. Liz Chusur for a very dear friend of mine who's going through some very serious surgery tomorrow. Simcha Yitzchak ben Nerla Yudka, Yishlav Rufur Shleima Besoch Shar Chale Yisrael. So uh, we are holding on uh, the bottom of the top side of the we're discussing first... Oh, recording, I keep forgetting about the recording. I don't think they're using it anyway, but um, the, uh, uh, might as well, okay. Recording in progress. There we go. So the uh, the the, uh, the the first thing we're going to discuss is the Sheva Brachos and the Panam Chadashos. The idea of what exactly the Sheva Brachos are and when we recite the Sheva Brachos and the concept of Panam Chadashos. Then the Gemara is going to discuss when we recite some of the Sheva Brachos and not others, when we recite all of them and when we only recite some of them. Then the Gemara is going to discuss who counts toward a minion for Birchas Chasanim, which is the Sheva Brachos, and also who counts toward a minion for which launches the Gemara into a discussion of what we mean exactly by those words, Birchas Avelim. And then the Gemara is going to get into the uh, different words of Nechama that were offered on different occasions, as well as some Inyane Avelos. Because once we're talking about Birchas Chasanum, we talk about Birchas Avelim. Once we talk about Birchas Avelim, we talk about various Inyane Avelos. So let's begin. Again, the bottom of Zion base, Tan Rabbanon, Rachim Birchas Chasanim Ba'asara. The six brachos, in addition to the Barbri Agafen, are only received Decided when you have uh, when you have ten men, call Shiva throughout the entire seven days of Shav Brachos. But that's only if Panu Chadashos have arrived each day. Only in such a circumstance would we recite the Birchas the Birchas Chasanim. Now, from the Rishonim, it sounds like uh, Panu Chadashos does not need to be more than one person. That's what the Aruch writes. The Aruch in Erech Pan writes that you only need one person for Panu Chadashos. That's what Rov Poskim say. Panu Chadashos Blashon Rabim. Why is it Blash and Rabbim? Shitim Betza says, because each and every day you need new Panam Chadashel. So that's why it's Blash and Rabbim, because each day is going to be somebody else. In Chuvus Rabbeinu Avram ben Rambam, in Simon Pevav, he quotes in the name of the Rambam that you need two people for Panam Chadashos, a big Chiddush, because after all, the Lashon of the Gemara is Panim Chadashos, but Lashon Rabbim. There are even those that say, there are some Rishonim that say, you need ten Panam Chadashos. That would be a lot to ask for. Tulsus writes that it's only considered Panam Chadashos if they're Marbim B'Shvilam HaSimcha Ba'asuda, that they enhance the Simcha and the Suda. only then is it considered Panam Chadashos. So the post can say that you don't need to be Marbim B'Suda for them, it's just an each each person that's rightly to be Marba the Suda would count as Panam Chadashos. Meaning the Panam Chadashos has to be someone that brings extra simcha to the uh, to the to the Suda. So that's the uh, that's the the concept of Panam Chadashos. That it's not uh, it's, that, that if he's rightly for that person, if that person is rightly to enhance the simcha, so then we know that he's chashav enough. The Rambam does not mention this thing about being Marba simcha. So the basic hakira is what exactly is the Indian over here? Is it that the 
chasna and kala have a chiv of shavu brachos when they have enhanced simcha and the enhanced simcha is generated by the panam chadashos, or is it a chiv of bracha on the panam chadashos that the panam chadashos themselves have the chiv of saying the bracha? That's the basic chakira in the poskim nafkaminas would be if let's say the panam chadashos is a katan, so they may be mar besimcha bishvilam. People are very often very happy to see children, but you cannot say that it's their chiv to recite the uh, shavu brachos. So there are all sorts of discussions about panam chadashos whether the Panam Chadashos need to eat the entire meal there or only show up at the end, where the Panam Chadashos that come at night would work for a daytime meal as well, whether a woman or a katan counts as Panam Chadashos, do the Panam Chadashos have to have been there, uh, have to have not been there even at the chuppah or just not have been there at the su'uda? Lots and lots of discussions about Panam Chadashos. Now, uh, the, the, uh, the, the, the definition of Panam Chadashos, Rashi writes, are people that were not there the previous day. So the Me'iri says, ooh, so you see from Rashi that someone who was there uh, two days earlier is considered Panam Chadashos as long as he wasn't there the previous day. I mean, you can reuse a Panam Chadashos, reuse someone who was there earlier, just wasn't there the previous day. However, the Ritva's go race in Rashi, Shloha Yasham Kodem Lachain, not Shloha Yasham Etmol, but wasn't there at all previously. The sheet of the Rambam Paragbezvil's Brachos is that someone who already heard the Birch Sachasanim at the Chuppah or at one of the Suudos, even though he did not participate in the Suuda, does not count as Panam Chadashos. However, the the, uh, the the Rush writes that even someone who was at the the, uh, the the Chuppah, but they were not at the Suuda, does count as Panam Chadashos. I was at a Shevet Brachos not that long ago, and I was sitting next to my brother, and my brother turns to me and he said, do we have any Panam Chadashos over here? And I uh, asked the person who was running the Shevet Brachos, said, yeah, we have all, a lot of these people who were just invited for the Chuppah. They were only at the Chuppah, they weren't at the Suuda. So my brother says, oh, that's not okay. Meaning that's a machlokes between the Rambam and the Rosh. We try to be machmir that Panam Chadashos should be someone who wasn't there at all during the uh, neither for the for the chuppah nor for the suuda would count uh, only only then would they count as Panam Chadashos. So my mevarich. So what are these shavar brachos that we recite, or, or six brachos that we, in addition to the Barbriyagavan, that we recite when you have Panam Chadashos? So Amrav Yudah Yudah says they are the following. First one is. The second bracha is that uh, that 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 it's baruch hashem elokeinu melacham adam. I once saw a meisa that uh, someone was once arguing about kibudim and a chasana, to give this kibud to that person or to the other person, and they were getting into a whole machlokas about kibudim, as I've seen happen many times. And uh, Shlomo Zalman heard about this discussion. He says, "What they're arguing about the covet of who gets to say shakol bara." Lichvodo, that uh, meaning, <laughs> where's our perspective over here? It's all about the covenant of the Rebona Shalom. Everything is Lichvodo when we're talking about our own covenant. Then the third bracha is about the match of Adam and, 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 and his wife, and uh, the Nusach is brought to Shemokin Melcholam. Asher Yatzar is Adam, Bitzalmo, Bitzalm Dmus Tavniso, Vihiskinom Menu Binyanade Ad, Borchat Hashem, Yotzer Adam. So what's Bitzalmo? Bitzalmo, Pashus means. B'tzelem of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, that we're made in B'tzelem Elokim. So the Abadram writes that that does not mean that we look like God, meaning there is no B'tzelem Elokim in that sense. It means in a spiritual uh, sense that our nefesh is B'tzelem Shal HaKadosh Baruch Hu, but not that there's an actual image of, of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Then the fourth bracha, that's uh, a tefillah forbidden in Yerushalayim, and the nusach of, uh, of that bracha does not begin with a baruch, and that's because normally a bracha smuchel uh, does not begin with 
Baruch. So this fits that category because it is a bracha l'smucha l'chavrita, and it goes sos tasis v'sagel ha'akara b'kibutz banel l'socha b'simcha baruch ata Hashem b'samech Zion b'vanehas. So that's about Yerushalayim. And then a fifth bracha is a tefillah takarosh baruch that chasan and kala should be successful and should be b'simcha their entire lives. Samech tesamech reim ahuvim kisamech chayitzircha b'ganeden mikadem baruch ata Hashem b'samech chasan v'kala. So there's a question of whether what mikadem means. Does mikadem mean from the east or does it mean from yesteryear, from previous years? So most normally assume means from from you know ganeden mikadem, meaning in the early days of the creation of the world. But it could be that ganeden is b'mizracha uh, shalolam that it's mikadem in that sense. And then the final bracha where Shabbat Kodesh Baruch that he created a chasna that he created this idea of a chasna between a, a man and a wife through simcha and joy and the nusach is barakat Hashem elokinu melech now that right away is interesting that there's Baruch Atah Hashem Elokeinu Melech Olam a bracha smucha lechavrita doesn't normally begin with a bracha but this begins with a bracha even though it's smucha to the bracha of Samech Tesamach so Rashi writes because when there's no Panam Chadashos we make this bracha alone we'll see soon in the Gemara we make this bracha without the other bracha so since sometimes it's not a bracha smucha lechavrita they were misaking it as a uh, as, as a bracha in fact some of the poskim have a problem with splitting up all of the seven brachas among seven different people because some of these brachas don't begin with a baruch and the only reason you're allowed to say a bracha that doesn't begin with a baruch is because it's smuchel chavrita but if you didn't say the previous bracha so it's not really smuchel chavrita to you so there are some posts that say that you should only give uh, that you should give a series of brachas to, to, as a kibbutz and anything that's not, that, that begins with a baruch you can give as a as a new kibbutz that's, uh, that's not the minag though so anyway so the bracha goes asher baruch Im Hakala. So, uh, so even though we already mentioned Binyan Yerushalayim and Sostasis, the Kolba writes that nevertheless we go back and 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 are mivakish Yerushalayim in this bracha because, as we said before, sometimes this bracha is recited alone, independent of the other bracha. So we would hate to have an opportunity to say an extra bracha without mentioning uh, Yerushalayim. Now, the reason why we change the Chasima over here now it's Chasan Im Hakala as opposed to Chasan Vikala. There are many different shitos and Rishonim as to why why that change. Rashi writes that this bracha talks about the simcha of the husband and his wife so it's chasan im hakala. The previous bracha was not about the husband with his wife. It's a tefillah that we daven that the chasan and the kala should each independently be happy throughout their lives. And therefore it's mesameh chasan vikala. That each one should have whatever mezonos they need, whatever support they need, all the goodness that they need as individuals. But now we're saying chasan im hakala together. The Tamidi Rabbeinu Yana says a little differently. That the chasimus bracha previously does not relate to a chasan and kala that are here. It relates to and Chava, and therefore it's Mesameh Chasan Vikala, the Chasan and Kala that were in the previous uh, generation of Adam and Chava. But now we're talking about Chasan Im Hakala, this one, this Chasan with this Kala. And the Abu Dram says differently, he says Chasan Vikala sounds that we're being Mesameh, both of them, but Chasan Im Hakala sounds that it's really the Chasan alone that we're being Mesameh, and the Chasan in turn is Mesameh, the Kala. So we're being Mesameh Chasan, who's then Im Hakala, and he's with the Kala, and his joy will overflow to the uh, to the Kala. So that is another suggestion as to why why the change. So now the Gemara tells us 
that the Amoraim disagreed in certain occasions how many brachas to recite. Levi Levi was in Rebbe's house for the wedding of Rabbi Shimon, Rebbe's son. And he said five brachos. He didn't say the brach of Yotzer Adam. So Ravasi went to Ravashi's house for the wedding of Mar, his son. Now Mar is somewhat of an unusual name, but we do find Mar Bar Ravashi throughout Shas. So the Gaonim write that that was his real name was Tevyumi. Uh, that appears in Baba Basra, Dafya Beis of Beis, that that was his real name. But we call him Mar for some reason throughout Shas. So he's at Mar's wedding and Barak Shis, and he said all six brachos, including Yotzer Adam. So what are they arguing about, whether to recite Yotzer Adam or not? Soleim, Maybe they're arguing about the following. Uh, the Machlokas Rav, there is a Machlokas Rav and Shmuel in Masechus Erev and Daf Yuchas, whether Adam Arishon, when he was initially created, was created with du partzufin, with two uh, images, two faces, a zachar in the front and a nekeva in the back, and then afterwards the Kodesh Baruch Hu split the Siamese twins, or originally Adam was created alone, it's just that he had a zanav, and HaKadosh Baruch Hu took that zanav and fashioned chava out of that zanav. The Chasam Sofer writes in his commentary on the Torah that over here zanav does not mean a tail the way we would think of a tail on a behemoth. It means an entire growth. It means like something that's an entire you know, uh, growth that has some sort of, it's just not an independent life. Meaning when you have, um, you know, let's say Siamese twins, each one has their own thoughts, their own machshavos, their own, uh, their own likes and desires or whatever. But uh, over here, it's, it's like du partzufin, but, but it's, du part, it's, it's like two, uh, two people that are Siamese twins, but they're all one. Their entire identity is one. That's what it means, a zanav. So that's what some Sofer says. So Demar Savar Levi, who did not say Yotzer Adam, holds Chadigitzi Ravai, that Adam and Chavu were created with Shnei uh, Partzufim, and uh, therefore uh, the, you're not going to say a bracha about the Yitzira of Adam alone, uh, just Asher Yatzar, which is about Zachar Unakeva. Umar Savar, and Ravasi holds that it's that you say Yotzer Adam because Shnei uh, Yitzira Savai, he holds that originally Zachar was created, and then afterwards, uh, from the Zanav of the Zachar, the Nekeva was was created, and therefore you say Yotzer Adam about the Yitzira of Adam alone, and then the 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 later Yitzira of Chava from the Zanav that came from uh, from from Adam. So says Marlo, that is not the basis of this machlokas. Everyone agrees that there was only one Yitzira. Uh, it's just that Hakadosh Baruch Hu had. Machshava to create Shnayim, and then eventually only created one. That Mar Savar Basar Machshava Aslinan. Saravasi, who says Yotzer Adam, says with the bracha is patterned after the Machshava of Akharish Baruch Hu, and since the Machshava, the intention was to be Bore Shnayim. We first say Yotzer Adam on the Bria of the Zachar alone, and then Asher Yatzar on the Bria of the Nekeva. Umar Savar and Levi, who did not say Yotzer Adam, holds Basar Maisa Aslinan. We look at what Hashem actually did, and since in the end it it was one Bria, we don't say Yotzer Adam on the Bria of the Zachar alone, because there was no Bria of the Zachar alone in, in, in Maisa, the Maisa, it was only a Machshava, so where do we find that there was a Machshava to do one way, and then he did the other way, Kiyad Rav Yudarami, because Rav Yudah asked the Sirin of Psukim, Ksiv, it says in the one hand, so he created Zachar alone, Uksiv, and it also says, Zachar and Keva Braam, that he created them together Ha'akeitzad, how could that be? But Chilal Machshava, Livros Shnaim Uvasof, Nevrachad, that initially there was 
machshava to create shnayim, and then in the end he was only bore echad. The Rashi writes in the tshuva lo kimosha atasavur shabetchila ol machshava liosam shnayim vaachar lo bore ele echad vaachar chazar v'ra'a kitova machshava rishona liosam shnayim. He says, you know, you might look at this and say, oh, Hashem had an idea, and then he changed his mind, and then he said, you know what, my first idea was better, so let me go back to that, and that's why he did the surgery and he split them up. No, says the Rashi, that's chalila l'shem yisbarach me'ela. We don't think Hashem Baruch Hu changes his mind. That's not what, what happens. It's just l'shaber ha'oza, and it's speaking in a language that we're able to understand, but there's some impact of machshava. Machshava means what the goal was all along. Maisa was how he went about accomplishing that goal, and that's machshava and maisa, but not the way we think of machshava umaisa. Ravashi Yiklu Bey Rav Kahana. Ravashi went to Rav Kahana to a wedding. Yomakam on the first day of the uh, the wedding. Baruch Kulu. Ravashi made all the six uh, brachos. Mikan ve'elach. From that day and on, Iik Oparim Chadashos Baruch Kulu. If there were Oparim Chadashos, he would say all of the brachos. Uh, like we said, you're supposed to say Shavrachos when there are Oparim Chadashos. Be'ilah. And if there were no Oparim Chadashos, so then it's not a brand new simcha. Fushi simcha be'almuhu. It's only extra simcha that that's added on from the previous day. Mevarik shas simcha b'mono v'asher bara. So he only said the bracha v'asher simcha b'mono. Which is at the time of the benching before the Birch Samazon and Ashar Bara after the Birch Samazon, which is the final one of the Birchas Chasadim. So, like we said before, we mentioned before, we alluded to this, that there are times where you're only going to say that final bracha. And that's why it's Poseach Bibaruch, because it's not always a brachas Muchul Chavrita. And that's why it repeats themes of Yerushalayim, because it's not always uh, together with all the uh, other brachas. Question is, what does Yom Kama mean? So, it's a Machlokas Rishonim. Some of the Rishonim hold that it means the entire first day, that even if you have many su'udos on that day, each su'uda gets a birchas chasanim even without panam chadashos. But the rush and the tour hold that Yom HaKamah means the first su'uda that they make on the first day. But if you make a second su'uda on that same day, then you're going to require panim chadashos. Then it will require panim, uh, panim chadashos. Now the gather of this bracha, Vashar Bara, that we make alone, even when there are no panim chadashos, it's a machlok shushanim how to define this bracha. Is it a birchas chasanim and therefore it has all the rules of birchas chasanim? Or maybe not. According to some shushanim, this bracha has a din like any other of Birch Chasanim. So you only say it if you have a minion, because like we said, you need a minion for Birch Chasanim. But other Rishonim say that no. When it's part of this series of brachos, then it's Birchas Chasanim. But when you're saying it alone, it takes on a whole new character, the Rush writes. Then it doesn't have a din of Birchas Chasanim, and therefore you would say it even without a minion. Why would you not need a minion? So the Rush says, because the makar of the din that you need a minion for Birchas Chasanim is derived from Boaz gathering ten people together for a Birchas Chasanim. So since at the, in that moment they said all of the brachos, there's no makar to require a minion when you're not going to say all of the brachos. So in Shulchan Aruch, we paskin that you don't need to, you don't need a minion when you're just saying this bracha alone. However, the Taz writes that it's uh, that you do need a minion. Nevertheless, the Ran says that you should say it at least in front of three people, even if you're not going to have a uh, minion. The, the, uh, the, the Aruch HaShulchan explains because any Tosefes bracha on the brachos that are kavuos in Birch Samazon has to only be when there's a zimun. It has to only be when there are three people, just like we only say those words of zimun at the beginning which in a certain sense have a din of their own bracha. Uh, it's only when there's a zimun there. So to anything we're going to add to the benching also should only have a, should, should only be said when there's at least three people there. Anyway, so Mishiva Shloshim, from after the Shabbat brachos until the first 30 days that they're married, 
Whether you inform the guests that you're celebrating in honor of the wedding, or it's just an invitation having nothing to do with the wedding, you would still say Shasim Chumono. You don't say all the Bruch's Chasanim, including Ashabara, you just say Shasim Chumono at the time of benching. So I ask you, the Gemara says very clearly, whenever there's a Chasan and Kal in the first 30 days that they're married, you say Shasim Chumono in the Zimun, in the benching the, the, that we do, in, in your entire life. Have you ever seen? It's enough in the Gemara, there's no Machlokes, there's no, no, no Deya that says that we don't say it, right? It's a Beferish Gemara. So the Smag writes, and, and this Paskins in Shulchan Ark, that Bizman Orva Kol Simcha, that somehow we lost all sense of Simcha, and therefore we no longer say Shas Simcha B'mono. So it's unusual, because there's no Machlokas and Shas about this, and nevertheless, we Paskin that we don't say Shas Simcha B'mono any, anymore, uh, even within the first 30 days after a couple gets married. Mikan after they've been married for a month, if you say that we're celebrating for the sake of the wedding, then you say Shasim Chumono. I think Rabbi has a tshuva where someone got married uh, outside of their own home community and then but they, didn't, they didn't come back during Shavabracha. So he was asked if there's any meaning or any value to being able to, uh, to have a celebration of the wedding uh, much later. Or for example, we had a few times uh, people got married during uh, the the, uh, the COVID lockdowns, where you were not allowed ten people on one more than more than ten people on one property, and it was like that these very very bare bones weddings. So a lot of times, uh, a lot of people after uh, you know things opened up a bit, wanted to have a celebration again. They had a deposit down with the caterer. They wanted to have a real uh, a real celebration. So the question is, is there any value to that? Is there any halachic significance to that? So uh, you know, I was thinking like, I mean, you got away with one. You didn't have to pay for a wedding, you know. But uh, but 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 they they, uh, they but people wanted to do that they felt cheated so they uh, so within a year there is something right you see from this Gemara that there's something as long as it's machmasi lula if you're explicit that it's in order to celebrate their marriage there is some uh, meaning to that and when you say machmasi lula that it's because of their marriage how how long does that go that you're still going to say that lasts for a full year for the till their first anniversary and prior to the wedding, when you're getting amped up for the wedding, when, uh, you know, to, to what extent do you say Shasim Mono? Papa From the time that they, the way Rashi understands it, is that they take the barley and they put it in water in order to prepare beer that they're going to need for the chuppah. Tosas and Masechus of Adzar and Davchesan Bey says, wait a second, I know that we use barley to make beer, but in the Gemara they never used barley to make beer. They always had date beer in the Gemara. So the barley was to make beer for the wedding. That's not, that wasn't the uh, the recipe in the times of the Gemara. And therefore, Tulsa says, like the second day in Rashi over here, that it wasn't about beer. It's that they would plant a, a plant of barley, lekavod the chasen and kala, to be mevarichem that they should be yifru v'yirbu v'yitzmechu like this barley that uh, just like the barley grows as a plant so too their family should expand and should uh, and should grow that's the way uh, Tosos understands uh, other interpretations as well in Rishonim but anyway that at that time when they're ready the, the simple shot the way w- that when they're already preparing some of the tzarchei suda at that time you already uh, you you already celebrate. Um, you, you re- at, at that time, they're praying the song too. You already say Shasim Chumono. Says Mar Aini, does Rav Papa really hold that? Uh, it's only when they prepare the beer. Rav Papa also glabab 
Mar Bere Ubarak Mishas Everson. Rav Papa was involved in the preparation of Abba Mar Bere, and he said Shasim Kulmono already from the time of Everson. So Shine Rav Papa Davatriachle. Rav Papa is different because already at the time of Everson they were already getting ready for the wedding preparations, and therefore it was already on their minds, so they were already allowed to say Shasim Kulmono. Ravini Yasakle Lebre. Ravini was preparing for his uh, son, Bey Rav Chaviva, to marry a daughter from the, from the house of Rav Chaviva, Ubarach Mishas Erisin. And uh, they made a bracha already of Shasim Lano from the time of Erisin. And why did he do so? Because I know this couple is so rock solid, this engagement is never going to break. It didn't work out, and they actually did break the engagement, they never got married. So, uh, so uh, apparently it was false confidence. Rav Tachlifa Bar Ma'arava, Rav Tachlifa, who was a Ben Eretzral, went to Bavel for a wedding. And he said six birchs but he made all of them into brachos aruchos, even Shachol Bara and Yotzara Adam. He was chosei b'baruch on every single one. But we don't pass like that. Rav Chaviva Ikla Lebein Muhula. Rav Chaviva went to a Sudas Prismila. And he said Shasim Mono is part of the Zimun, but we don't pass him that way. You're not supposed to do that. But Mishum Detriti this Lutzar Liyunuka because everyone is upset because there's Tsar for the for the baby. So because of the Tsar of the baby, it's considered not nice to say Shasim Mono. So some Rishonim learn from here. Oh, okay, because there's Tsar because the baby just went through a surgery. What about a Pidyin Ben? There's no Tsar for a baby at a Pidyin Ben. So maybe you should say Shasim Mono by a Pidyin Ben. However, the Ritva writes that it's Tafka Basudas Abris that we we would even have a Hava Amina to say Shasim Mono because the mitzvah of Mila involves Simcha Sasanochialim Rasecha Kamotzi Shalal Rav and the Gemara and Shabbos Darshans the Pasuk that it's about Bris Mila but by Pidyin Ben we never find the Lashon of Simcha so there's no Hava Amina even to say Shasim Mono by Pidyin Ben the Tosas Harash quotes from Rabbi Tuvia another reason that since the Halacha is you would do a Pidyin Ben even if the baby dies after he's already 30 days old Rachman Al-Islan and obviously that Pidyin Ben would not be a Simcha at all uh, so we cannot say Shasim Mono by Pidyin Ben because it's Shaykh to have Pidyin Ben where there's not an ounce of Simcha in the air and that, that's why there's no Shasim Mono by Pidyin Ben when we count we said Chasanim needs a minion Chasanim count toward the minion Avelim do not count toward that minion so may say Chasanim Avelim in a minion but don't we learn in a bright that Chasanim and Avelim count toward the minion so Masnitz Karamas Rav what you're asking a stira that they have a bright against Rav Rav Tanuhu Pali that's not a problem for Rav Rav is a Tana he disagrees with the uh, with the bright the Chasanish explains that in the door uh, right after the uh, latest of the Tanaim they realize that their time would be much better spent uh, uh, explaining the Tanaim rather than arguing on the Tanaim because the Tanaim had a better uh, grasp of MS. However, Rav Baruch of Levavo, uh, his 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 shitos were not uh, batel to the words of the Tanaim. So Rav had a status of a Tana. Itmar Am Rav Yitzchak Am Rav Yochanan Chasanim in a minion vein avelim in a minion Chasanim counter the minion avelim do not meisve Chasanim ve avelim in a minion. But don't we say that both Chasanim and avelim counter the minion? So you see that uh, that 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 so it's a now we're not asking on Rav, we're asking on Rabbi Yochanan, and we never say that Rabbi Yochanan is Tanuhu Upaluk, Upaluk, so that's what Tulsa points out. You can't just say Tanuhu Upaluk for Rabbi Yochanan because we never say that. It's interesting uh, because uh, they, they were both Talmudim of Rebbe, they were both the 
the same generation. So you would think that you would be able to say it. Tosis writes of Yochanan did not hold Rav to be a Tana because he's always disagreeing with Rav. So obviously he didn't hold Rav as a Tana. The Ritva writes that even though Rav was a Tana, but uh, meaning it's Tanu Upalug, but we paskin when it's a Machlokas Rav and Rabbi Yochanan, Halachak Rabbi Yochanan, because Rabbi Yochanan was a greater Chacham than Rav. So it's so fascinating. Rav was a Tana, but Rabbi Yochanan was a greater Chacham than Rav, and Rabbi Yochanan was not a Tana. So the Shach writes, the Shach has Klolim in, in Yeridea, in Simon Reshma Beis, Klolim HaPsak. Rabbi Yisrael Reisman wants to give a series of Shurim on the Shach's Klolim of Psak that he writes in Simon Reshma Beis. The Shach writes that we see that you don't always have to pass in like the bigger Tamil Chacham. Because here we have a Klal in, uh, in Psak that Rav Rabbi Yochanan Lach Rabbi Yochanan, but Rav was the greater, the greater, Rav was the Tana. Rav was the greater Tamil Chacham. And yet we always pass in like Rabbi Yochanan against Rav. So you see that there's no Klal that you pass in like the biggest Tamil Chacham uh, necessarily. Um, as long as both, as long as the other Tamil Chacham is also entitled to, uh, to an opinion. So anyway, so it says in Yahi, the Gemara answers the question, when the price says that a novel counts toward the minion, that's talking about in benching. So a novel is chayv in all mitzvahs, so he counts toward the zimon. Rabbi Yochanan, Rabbi Yochanan says that an oval doesn't count toward the minion, that's Bishura. That's when they, they line up, going from the Kever, where the idea of the minion is that it's the Tzibur being Menachim the Avelin. So he doesn't count as part of the people, part of the Tzibur that's being Menachim him, because he's the Menuchim, he's the one that's getting the Nuchama. So the Elohad, Rabbi Yochanan, but didn't Rabbi Yochanan say, Baruch Hashanah Basar of Hashanah in the minion, Ubirch Savelin Basar of Ein Avelin in the minion. So you see that it's not only, uh, that, that, this, that, 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 that you can't say that it's about Shura, because bracha b'shura mi'ika. There is no bracha in the shura. Elikikam Rabbi Yochanan berachava. When Rabbi Yochanan says that Avelim don't count toward the minion, he's talking about the birchas Avelim that they would make after the kavura in the town square. They used to have the first suuda called the suuda savra in the rechov ha'ir, and over there they would say a birchas Avelim. So ve'ella hada amar Rabbi Yitzchak amar Rabbi Yochanan varchem birchas chasan ba'asar kol shiva chasan min aminim birchas Avelim ba'asar kol shiva ve'ena Avelim min aminim birchas rechava kol shiva mi'ika. But wait a second, it says that you say this bracha called Shiva. There is no bracha berachava called Shiva. The bracha berachava is referring to Sutas Avra. Sutas Avra is one meal, the first meal that you have where there's a halacha that the Avelim are not allowed to eat from their own food. They have to eat from food provided for them for someone else. But this is this price is referring to all seven days. So, Or this Rabbi Yochanan is referring to all seven days. So it says, We do find that you say the bracha for all seven days, the, the birchas rachava, when there are new menachemim that show up that were not there previously. Then they go back and they say a new birchas ha'avel. So the Gemara brings a raya from the following Misa, that if Pan Chadoshos come, that they say a new birchas ha'avel even after the first day of Avelus. Rav was the Mikra teacher of the son of Reish Lakish. Some say he was the Mishnah teacher of Reish Lakish. He lost a child. So Yom the first day after the death of the child, Lo Azul Gabe Reish Lakish did not come for a Shibak visit. Lamacha the next day Rish Lakish brought Yehuda Bar Nachmeni with him, Mitorgamane. He was his Mitorgaman, so he brought his sidekick along with him. So Rish Lakish told Yehuda Bar Nachmeni, who was a good speaker, he was eloquent, he knew how to formulate ideas. So he said, Please say Divrei Nechama for me. He was like his speechwriter, meaning Rish Lakish had the ideas, and uh, this, uh, this Yehuda Bar Nachmeni knew how to uh, formulate them and say them nicely. So he said, Say something nice for the, uh, for the in honor of. 
of the deceased child. So Pasuk, the Amr Yudabar Nachmeni said, the Pasuk says in the Torah, So from that we learn, that when you have a generation that's, uh, that's not doing nice things, that gets Hashem angry, Hashem takes out that anger on the young children of that generation. That the way the Darsh and the Pasuk is that Hashem saw the Chet of the Avos, because of the cast that they angered him with, and therefore causes a, 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 a danger and death to the children. The Ikadamri, others say that it wasn't the the the, uh, the, the Tinok that died, it wasn't a little child that died, but Bachar Hava, it was a young man that died. And this is what reviewed the Barnachmani's Divrei Nechama were, based on the Pasuk in Yeshaya, Al Kain Al Bachurav Lo Yisma Hashem, so that's Yisomavis Al Menosav Lo Yirachim, Kikulo Chanaf, Umeira, the Kolped Dover Nevala, so my what does Everybody knows why a kala goes to the chupa. I meaning everyone knows what the plan is for later that evening. But anyone who speaks about such things, that even if there's a gzardin that he's going to have seventy good years, it turns into seventy bad years. So he darshans the pasuk kol Dover Nivala, that the Onish is Od Yadon The Od is like the Olam Va'ed, that a person's entire life, that a Kodesh Baruch is going to turn his entire world, entire lifespan, from Tov to Ra, because of Divrei Nivala, because of these terrible things that were spoken. So ask the Gemara, wait, this is his Divrei Nechama? Better stay quiet, right? I mean, he's just causing him Tzar, saying, oh, you know why this happened? Because of your sins and because of Divrei Nivala and all these terrible things. And no, what he was saying was that Akrosh Baruch Hu sometimes takes out uh, his wrath on the leaders of the generation to pay the price for the entire generation. And you're so chashuv that you are representing the entire generation and bearing the burden of the sins of the entire generation. So say something about the Shevach of Akrosh Baruch Hu. So uh, So he said, he formulated a Birch And he said, the way the say the Berchas Avelim is presumably Baruch Hashem Elokim Elchalam, and then Hakel Hagadol Barov Gadol that Hashem's Rov Gadol Gadol of Hashem normally means giving that Hashem always gives Adiv Chazuk Barov No Raos Mechayim Mason B'Mamaro Osik Gadol Osayin Chekav Reflow Osayin Misbar Baruch Hashem Mechayeh Hamason So Amar Lei Kum Eimem Elsa Kenegad Avelim Say something nice about the Avelim So Pasuk V'Yamar He started saying a second bracha of the Berchas Avelim Achenu Amiu Kamim B'Dukan you who are wallowing in this Avelos, I want you to pay attention to the following. This is uh, every, this is something that will always exist. Meaning, Misa is something that is inescapable. It is a pillar of this world from the Sheshes Mebrachis. So, therefore, a person shouldn't get too carried away in his Avelos because it's understood that we're all here for a finite amount of time. HaKadosh Baruch Hu decides how long that or short that time is, but it's always understood that it's a finite amount of time. Rabim Shasu, Rabim Yishtu. Many have drank from this uh, bitter pill of Avelus, and many will drink from this bitter pill. And just like uh, earlier generations have it, so two people are going to die in later generations. Achenu Bal Nechamas Yinachem Eschem, the Ikhriz HaKadosh Baruch Hu should provide Nechamah, 
Baruch Menachem Avelim. So Amar Abayi Rabim Shasu Leima Rabim Yishtu Lo Leima. Abayi says, if we could just modify that, you could say Rabim Shasu. Don't say Rabim Yishtu. We may know it to be true, but don't say it. Mishtu Rishonim Leima, Mishtu Achronim Lo Leima. Say that there's been Mishtu Rishonim that has happened in the past. Don't say Mishtu Achronim. To Amar Abayi Menachem Shachem Tanim Shachem Tanim Shachem Tanim Shachem Tanim Shachem Person should never open up his mouth to the Satan to give the Satan an opportunity to pounce on the situation. So Amar Rav Yosef Maikra, what's the Pasuk? Where do we learn this din of Al-Yiftachad and Piv the Satan from a Pasuk? Because the Pasuk says in Shayo Perak Aleph, Kistoma yinu la Amora diminu. Had it not been for the Rachme Hashem, we would end up like Sodom and Amora. So Maya Hadole, what what is the, the Mitas Hadin respond? Shimud Varshem Katsine Sodom. So uh, and, uh, and the puzzle continues. Hazinu Torah Selukenu Am Amora. So it's Sodom and Amora. So the, the Navi tells us about the Nevua of the Chorban and the punishment because since the Navi said that we are deserving of the same fate as Sodom and Amora, the very next thing is the Nevua of a similar fate of Sodom and of absolute korban, so we see from there. Then he told Yehuda Bar Nachman, he say something nice about the Menachem. So he said a third bracha. You great Balei Chesed who follow the path of Avraham So you, the Menachemim, the Balei Gemul should pay you back in kind. Now say something nice about Kol Yisrael. So possibly Amri said a fourth bracha. Ribono lamim padeva atzil maleto sha amcha Yisrael min adever min acherev min abiza. We should save us from uh, from all sorts of plagues and uh, and from being held captive from nishdafon min erakon mikol mi deparis from shachshus balziol. All the terrible things that happen in the world. Terem nikra vatata ne. Before we even call out, you answer us. Barachata Hashem presumably altsera magefa that Hashem stops magefa and that's the birchas savelim. That's the end of the. Initially, the Chum were misakin that there should be ten kosos of yagin in, uh, in in a base avel because the pasuk says tenu shecher la oveit v'yagin the mari nefesh that Hakadosh Baruch Hu made wine to be able to be menachim people shlosha kodem achila three as a you know an appetizer kedei leftach as mnei meav to start the, uh, the the person's appetite shlosha betoch achila three during the meal kedei lishros achila shem meav to 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 allow the food to settle properly. And for after the achila, why for after? One for each of the brachos of birksa mazon. And then ten cups of wine wasn't enough. They added four more. One corresponding to the chazone ear uh, that uh, they made a special bracha for them because they're involved in the tzarchet sibor and the kavuras ames. It means like the chaver kadisha. Year, the people who spent their money to pay for the kavura of uh, of Aniyim, and one corresponding to the base of Mikdash, and one in honor of Ram Gamliel. Says Gemara, "Eschilu hayu shalsinu mishtakrin." Wait, fourteen kosos of wine. Oy vey! Can you imagine what a base of it looked like? Uh, everyone was getting drunk. So they brought it back to only uh, ten kosos. So my my Ram Gamliel, what what is this that we have a special kos just for Ram Gamliel? What did Ram Gamliel do? The tiny Shonay so it's also a mezkoshal krov yosem yimusaso. 
it used to be that the expenses of burial were more difficult for a family to handle than the actual loss itself. To the point that families would just leave their, their, their deceased relative and just run away because they couldn't handle the price of burial. Who was an Ashir and his family could afford it, but still he was knowing Kalus, he left it that uh, they shouldn't bury him in expensive shrouds. They used simple clay pishton, which were very cheap, to bury him. If it was good enough for him, Gamliel, then it's like the big veer that makes a simple chasana, right? If it was good enough for him, then it's uh, then then everyone follows uh, follows suit. That nowadays people are buried in mace, even in a beggar that's uh, worth a single zuz, meaning in very, very cheap begadim, because we have to see to it that things should not be uh, should not be expensive. I just heard a podcast from uh, Yehuda Geber about the Leif Simcha, right, the Gary Rebbe, that all of his takanas were about that things shouldn't be too expensive, that the spadik shouldn't be too expensive, that the wedding shouldn't be too expensive, to, that the housing shouldn't be too expensive, that he tried to do whatever he can, because this is something that the Chum were worried about, to to be a Torah Chasal, Mamanum Shal Yisrael, that uh, shouldn't be uh, that the life shouldn't be too expensive. Probably the Chum in our generation need to start working on that a little bit also. Okay, so Beth Shem tomorrow we'll pick up with the last few words on the page. Amar Rabbi Elazar, everyone have a wonderful evening.